Welcome back, guys. How we doing? <sighs> Hope you're doing well. Uh, this is going to kind of be a off-season primer. And what I'm probably going to do, just because there's a lot to talk about to just kind of like get ready for this off-season, is I'm probably just going to go over a lot of different topics. And I'll probably end up splitting this into a couple smaller episodes and uh, just releasing them over the course of a couple days. Um, just because I think that probably makes more sense than trying to put out one hour plus long episode covering a lot of different subjects. So, with that being said, off-season primer... Um, I think there's probably going to be basically three main subjects that we're going to talk about. So I guess first off, um, thank you for listening. I think that the off season kind of seems to be more of a content time for me. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, I think during the season, it just feels almost like there's too much going on and I'm so in the moment that I'm not able to get thoughts out, but in the off season, you know, there's, you can talk about coaching changes. You can talk about free agency. You can talk about the draft. You can kind of work through the off season. And, uh, I don't know if it's a positive or a negative, but this past season, I think I only put out like four or five episodes, maybe six episodes total during the season, just because I was so busy, so busy listening to podcasts and working and, everything else in my life. And I never really felt like I was able to sit down when I felt like recording and was able to actually get something recorded. I felt like there was always either like I, it was too early or it was too late or I was too stressed or I was too tired and just the time frame and the game's coming up and I don't think it'll be good enough. And I think this way, the fact that it's a little bit less pressure kind of makes it a little easy for me to record stuff. So here we are. And uh, again, we're going to talk about a few things today. We're going to talk about coaching changes. We're going to talk about free agency. We're going to talk about cap implications and uh, draft stuff. And there's going to be a lot more over the next coming months. These are... Uh, the football season's officially over. The Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. There's no football. There's no football. Well, technically, there's no NFL football uh, for months. You know, we've got... There is going to be XFL and USFL. And I'm probably going to go to a couple XFL games. I've mentioned before, I live about an hour and a half away from Seattle. Uh, Seattle has an XFL team. <laughs> So I'm probably going to go to a few of them. I think they're called the Seattle Sea Dragons. And I actually did go to a Seattle Dragons XFL game uh, with my girlfriend back in February of 2020. It was about a month before the whole pandemic lockdown thing happened. And I think it was like one of the final weeks of the XFL season before they shut it down. Uh, but we went to an XFL game in Seattle. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I think it was like 50 bucks for like third row 50 yard line seats. It was, it was kind of ridiculous. 
and you know it's kind of like watching a bunch of uh, a mishmash collage of you know like former NFL players and college players and practice squad players but it's still kind of fun you know minor league football so I'm sure I'll go to a couple XFL games Um, but outside of the XFL and the USFL which is going to be going on actually I think starting this weekend February 18th I think is the XFL and then after the XFL is the USFL which starts in April so you know we'll have we'll have some minor league uh minor league professional football and uh, my dog's trying to lick my leg here so <laughs> I'll try not to get too distracted or have too many awkward pauses here but anyway let's let's uh let's talk about some of the things that have been happening with the 49ers so coaching changes we lost D'Amico Ryans. Obviously, D'Amico gets hired by the Texans, the team that drafted him. And uh, congrats to D'Amico. Wish him the best. Um, not the best coaching option out there, but whenever you have a team that goes through two head coaches in two years, they usually give the third guy more time, which is totally understandable. They do have a good amount of draft pet capital to work with, and I believe in D'Amico. So there's that. Uh, so wish the best for D'Amico. He ended up taking a couple assistants. Uh, one of them was Bobby Slowick. So Bobby Slowick was the 49ers pass game coordinator. Uh, if I remember correctly, his title and D'Amico hired him as an offensive coordinator. So we are losing D'Amico. We are losing Bobby Slowick, uh, our pass game coordinator he also ended up taking, I think it was Brian Unland, who was our, I forget if he was our safeties coach or our cornerbacks, but our sec, one of our secondary coaches. And uh, his contract expired, so D'Amico picked him up. So it wasn't something where D'Amico took him off of our staff, it was his contract expired, and then D'Amico ended up hiring him onto his staff. So we're losing one of our secondary coaches. Uh, I think he was the, uh, I want to say it was either safety or corners as well as like, uh, um, I think it was like defensive pass game, but anyways, so we're losing that assistant coach. And, uh, we are also losing the boombox guy. Um, I forget his name, but uh, chief of staff, he was always the guy who was carrying out the boombox, uh, with Trent Williams and Debo as they walked out onto the field. Uh, so we lost the boombox guy, we lost a secondary coach, and we lost one of our uh, offensive uh, coaches. Those are the big losses that we had as far as coaching. The good news is that we made some hires, and I don't know if they're upgrades, but I would say that we probably didn't have any significant downgrades, which is a good thing. So first off is Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes was, I think, somebody that we all wanted. It uh, it wasn't Vic Fangio, but I think that this is probably the next best option as far as who is available as a defensive coordinator. Um, all the things that I've heard about him, all the people that I trust who have legitimate takes on things, you know, whether that be John Chapman or... Uh, Peacock, um, 
you know, in any of the podcasters, I, I listen to a ton of different podcasts, whether it's Locked On 49ers, 49ers Rush, uh, Candlestick Chronicles is one of my favorites, um, 49ers Web Zone, you know, there's there's a ton of them. Uh, but pretty much everybody said the same thing, like, hey, this is this is a great coordinator. You've got a guy who has a lot of coaching experience. I forget exactly how many years of experience he has coaching, but like 20 or 30 years of NFL coaching. He's coached pretty much every position on the defense. He's been a defensive coordinator twice. Um, he's coached a lot of very talented, um, high-level guys at every part of the defense, whether that's defensive line. I think he's coached guys like Calais Campbell, Miles Garrett. He's coached guys at the linebacker position like Thomas Davis, Luke Keekley. He's coached, he coached Sean Taylor. Uh, he's coached, you know, elite guys throughout his entire career, got high level play out of them, coached them up. Um, his background is primarily a from a secondary. So D'Amico and Sala were both, I believe they both played linebacker in college. Obviously, D'Amico played linebacker in the NFL, all pro. Um, so they approached it from a linebacker's kind of perspective. And linebackers, you typically find that linebackers are a very intelligent in terms of uh understanding defensive concepts as a whole because you have to understand um, your run gaps. You have to understand your run gaps and you also have to understand your, uh, your coverage and how different routes develop and how different run schemes develop and how to read off of different keys. Uh, defensive backs, typically it's more a pass focus. Usually defensive backs don't have as much of a focus uh, or as much of a balance, I guess you could say in terms of defense. So it definitely seems like linebackers, the best linebackers tend to be very, uh, tend to can be very good coaches just because again, they understand run gaps and they understand the pass game because you got to play both. Um, safeties are also kind of similar with that where they see everything developing in front of them. They have to understand run gaps, uh, you know, run fits and all that kind of stuff. That's what I was trying to say, run fits. Um, and understand the pass game. Typically corners, it's, hey, either just read the quarterback, read the guy in front of you. Um, but it's typically just kind of like primarily pass stuff. And defensive line is, hey, beat the guy in front of you, get the quarterback, beat the guy in front of you, get the running back. Um, so I think that's why linebackers and uh, former safeties seem to be very good at understanding defensive concepts as a whole. Um, but anyways, point being is that uh, Steve Wilkes, great hire. Um, it wasn't Vic Fangio. It would have been great to have Vic Fangio back, but it sounds like Vic Fangio with the 3-4 scheme and you know whatever else it was, he thought Miami would be a better fit, so he ended up going to Miami. Uh, maybe it, it could honestly just be that with Fangio, he was like, hey, you know what? Better taxes, better, better weather in Miami. I'd rather live there uh, and pay less in taxes. But either way, um, point being, we got Wilkes, and I think it's a damn good coach. Um, another possibility was with uh, Steve Wilkes, and 
I don't, I don't think Shanahan is doing this for this reason, but <laughs> Steve Wilkes being black, if he's with the Niners for two plus seasons and he gets hired into a head coaching position, which I'm sure he has a goal of being, um, we would get more comp picks, which, Hey, you know, I will take as many third round comp picks as possible this year. We've got three, which is pretty awesome. Um, I don't think that was one of the factors at all. Uh, I just think he was, Hey, the best candidate for the job. As far as what we can expect out of Steve Wilkes, he runs a similar style of defense as D'Amico. Uh, he runs a lot of zone. He typically runs more single high, um, but he has also had multiple types of zones. Uh, the year that he was coordinating in Carolina, uh, when the Panthers went to the Super Bowl, I remember hearing somewhere that he had the highest percentage of zone defenses called out of any team in the NFL that season. But they varied their defenses so much between like cover two, cover three, cover four, cover six, uh, because he varied the types of zones that they ran. They were not number one in any particular zone coverage. So while they played more zone than anybody, they weren't number one in any specific zone. So he's more than willing to mix things up. Uh, he also does like to send the blitz, which is going to be interesting. He likes to do a lot of uh, five man blitzes. Um, it's called a fire zone. Basically you're instead of just sending your four, you're sending one extra guy. Uh, and maybe you'll drop like a D maybe you'll send, you know, like a corner, you'll send like your slot corner and a safety, or you'll send uh, two extra linebackers uh, and then you'll like drop a defensive lineman into a short zone. Um, but a lot of fire zones and a fire zone is basically you're sending one extra guy, but you're still in zone coverage. Uh, but Wilkes likes to blitz. He blitzes at a very high rate compared to D'Amico. Uh, last year, the Niners were bottom 10 in blitz rate. And last year, the Panthers were top 10 in blitz rate. So Steve Wilkes likes, likes to blitz. What are you doing, dog? Dog's so silly. She's right underneath my legs and she's trying to chew on something. Um, but anyway, so Steve Wilkes, he's going to blitz a lot. Um, he's going to bring the pressure. I think it's going to be a good fit. The, uh, people who I think this is going to put stress on is going to be our outside corners. So Trevorius Ward, this is going to put stress on him. He's going to have to play on an Island. Uh, that being said, he, Pretty much already did a lot this year, and I think he's up for it. Traverius Ward last year found to be, he proved to be a really good signing, and I think he's up for it. Our cornerback too, though, that's where it's going to be putting more stress on, because when you're sending five, you're saying, hey, we're going to have a weak spot in the coverage because we're sending extra people. And because he likes to have single high, that means our corners on the outside are a lot of the time is going to be left alone without help over the top. So whoever our cornerback two is, is going to need to be up for the task. Hopefully the pressure gets there quickly. The other thing that I think this is going to do is I think it's going to be a big benefit to Talanoa Hafunga. Talanoa Hafunga is a damn good blitzer and Steve Wilkes likes to blitz. This is also, since he plays a lot of single high, it's going to allow Hafunga to play a lot more 
in the box, around the ball, close to the line of scrimmage, where he can blitz, where he can impact. So this is probably going to be a very good thing for Hafunga. Um, this should also be a good thing for uh, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa will be getting a little extra help from blitzes. Steve Wilkes also runs a lot more of a 4-3 defense. He doesn't run a 3-4, so we shouldn't be needing to change a whole lot in terms of our defensive fronts. And uh, our D-line coach, one of the things that we did keep was, although we're bringing in a new defensive coordinator, we're keeping our defensive line coach, Chris Kosarek. We're teaching our, keeping our linebacker coach. Um, I forget what his name was. I want to say it's like Hamilton or something. Um, but we're keeping our defensive line coach and we're keeping our linebacker coach. So I don't expect us to see much of a fall off and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun defense to watch. Are we going to have a number one defense? I don't know, man. It's, it's really hard to be back to back, like to have that good of a defense year in year out. Um, I, I don't expect to have the level of defense next year that we did this year. If we do, that's incredible. And we'll probably lose Steve Wilkes in a year or two to another head coaching job. <laughs> um, but, you know, I if we're in the top five, top ten defense, I think that'll be good. Um, so, yeah, Steve Wilkes. We added him. It's a good hire. Everyone who's been coached by him says good things about him. And I think just getting a a very intelligent veteran coach who has a lot of years experience and a lot of different roles, who's been a head he's he's been an interim head coach I think twice. He's been a defensive coordinator. Um, he's coached all different levels and high level players throughout his entire coaching career. Just bringing in that much coaching experience on the defense. We're not going to be changing a whole lot, but we are bringing in a very good coach. So I think it was a great addition to the coaching, uh, the coaching team. The other coach that we brought in, I think it was actually just announced today, uh, was we brought in, uh, I think it was Clint Kubiak, because we already have Clay Kubiak. Um, and uh, Clint Kubiak, so he's being brought in. And I don't know the exact title. Let me see if I can actually bring it up here. But Kubiak, if the name sounds familiar, it's because the Kubiaks have... There we go. Yeah, Clint Kubiak. So Clint Kubiak, he was a Vikings offensive coordinator and a Broncos quarterback coach. So it's going to be a good fit. The other thing is with the Kubiaks, they run a very similar type of system. It's all off of the Shanahan tree. Um, so I think it was Gary Kubiak originally is like the dad. And then there's like Clinton Clay. Uh, so we got two Kubiaks and they also run a lot of the um, wide zone, outside zone, play action, uh, Shanahan style scheme. Uh, again, Kubiak, he was a offensive coordinator for the Vikings when the Vikings were running a very similar offense as Shanahan. So again, you're bringing in a coach who has some experience, who comes from the same kind of system. Um, and the Vikings haven't had a bad offense. So when he was with the Vikings, they had a good offense. So I think it's a good fit. Um, he's going to be, quote, uh, 
So per Matt Mayoko, 49ers are hiring Clint Kubiak to replace offensive pass game coordinator Bob, Bobby Slowick. Uh, his brother Clay is San, is San Francisco's assistant quarterback coach. So there you go. So he is going to be joining, um, yeah, offensive coordinator for the Vikings in 21. There you go. So we've added a couple. We've lost a couple. Um, overall, again, it really sucks to lose D'Amico. Wish him the best. But I don't think that with the hires that we've made, I don't think that we're going to take a significant step back in either of those places. So in the past game, you know, again, we're we're losing Slowick, but we're plugging in Kubiak, who's been an offensive coordinator that's very familiar and runs a very similar system. In a sense, plug and play. Steve Wilkes, it's going to be a little more single high, a little more blitzing, but you're still looking at a very zone-heavy a zone-heavy 4-3 scheme. Um, with, again, like a very well-experienced, well-respected coach. So, yeah, good good coaching hires. It really sucks losing all of these, like, coordinators and coaches. Like, I feel like every single year Shanahan loses half of his staff. And I feel like people are finally starting to catch on that, hey, oh, my goodness, maybe Shanahan isn't just an offensive genius, but he's also damn good at finding and developing coaches. Cause we've now had what, like three head coaches hired from coordinators, Sala, D'Amico, McDaniel. So in, in six years of Shanahan, he's lost three coordinators to head coaching jobs that he developed like these are guys that came up with him and developed under Shanahan. He has developed three head coaches in six years out of his coaching tree. And he's also bringing in and filling in the ranks. So I think people are finally starting to catch on of how good Shanahan is at finding and developing other coaches. So yeah, overall, it sucks to lose the guys that we lost, um, but I really like the guys that we brought in. The other thing that I'm still kind of wondering about, and I did a quick search before I started recording, um, Anthony Lynn. So Anthony Lynn was brought in as like an assistant head coach, run uh, running backs coach, uh, former head coach, former offensive coordinator. Obviously, he's an offensive guy, played running back. Um, but Anthony Lynn was interviewed by the Washington Commanders for their offensive coaching position. Now, that was like two weeks ago. I think the most recent thing I saw was like February 1st or February 3rd. It's now February 16th. And uh, all it said was that uh, Anthony Lynn uh, was getting permission to interview for the Washington commanders offensive coordinator job. I have not heard anything else, which is a little surprising because typically it doesn't take you two weeks to announce, especially now that the super bowl is four days ago. 
Um, I mean, even the Cardinals finally hired a coach. Even the Colts finally hired a head coach. Um, so as far as I know, we still have Anthony Lynn. That might change by the time you listen to this. That might change in the next week or two. Uh, but as of now, we still have Anthony Lynn. And I think if you have Anthony Lynn, uh, you've got Chris Forrester as your offensive line and run game coordinator. You bring in Kubiak as a uh, as a pass game coordinator slash offensive coordinator slash offensive assistant, um, whatever you want to call it. That's that's a lot of good. That's a lot of good coaching um, on each side of the ball. So. Overall, I, I like the hires. So that's kind of where we're at in terms of coaches. Um, let's see here. And I think that's the main thing with coaches. So next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get into looking forward into free agency and the cap. And uh, again, I think what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to split this up. So if this pauses or it stops, and then I release another episode in a day. That's that. Or I might just keep recording and submit this all at once if it's not like three hours long. So we will see. But anyways, I'm going to uh, take a quick pause here as a, a little mental note for myself to edit. And uh, yeah, then we'll be back and we'll talk about the free agency and everything that as far as that goes. And uh, if I don't talk to you next time, go Niners. Thank you.